0: Today's podcast of In Conversation with God on the relevant radio app is brought to you by ScepterPublishers.org. Scepter Publishers brings you the finest in Catholic spiritual reading. For more information, go to ScepterPublishers.org.
1: Today's reading from In Conversation with God is for November 21st, the presentation of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Today we recall the consecration of the church in Jerusalem, dedicated to the presentation of the Blessed Virgin. It was built to commemorate the commitment Our Lady made to the Lord when she was moved by the grace of the Holy Spirit during her childhood to dedicate herself completely to God. Through the grace of her Immaculate Conception, Mary enjoys the greatest participation in the life of grace of any creature. This Feast has been celebrated in the Western world since the 14th century. Part 1. Mary's Dedication and the Significance of the Feast Day We know very little about Our Lady's life until the moment the Archangel appears to her to announce that she has been chosen by God to become the Mother of the Eternal Son. Mary's existence on earth up to that decisive moment must have been wholly unique, however, since she was full of grace from the first moment of her immaculate conception. Throughout her life, God watched over her with a singular predilection and an unrepeatable love. At the same time, Our Lady was a normal child who grew up like all the other children in her neighborhood. She was the delight of her contemporaries in all the circumstances and events of her everyday life in an ordinary town. St. Luke is notably diligent in examining all the sources that can offer personal information concerning the people he describes. In the case of Mary's childhood, however, he omits any mention of specific facts. Our Lady most probably never mentioned anything about her earliest years, since there would be very little in them of extraordinary interest. The most important events of her life happen in the intimacy of her soul, in the context of a continual dialogue with God the Father. At the Annunciation, the Almighty calmly awaits her correspondence for the incarnation of the Son of God to occur. O Most Holy Mother, why do you remain silent about the years of your childhood? The apocryphal Gospels relate pious lies that are really deceitful images of your true nature. They falsely inform us that you lived day and night in the temple, where the angels brought you meals and conversed with you. Such fabrications represent you to us as far removed from our daily experience. In reality, the course of Our Lady's everyday life very much resembled the ordinary tasks and duties of our own daily lives. The feast we celebrate today does not have its origin in the gospel, but in ancient tradition. The Church, however, does not accept the fictitious narrative that supposes Our Lady to have lived in the temple under a vow of virginity from the time she was a young maiden but the essential basis of today's feast is firm, the personal oblation that the Blessed Mother made to the Lord during her early youth. She was moved by the Holy Spirit to consecrate her life to God, who filled her with grace from the first moment of her conception. Mary's complete dedication was efficacious and continued to grow as her life went on, Her example moves us not to withhold anything in our own life of dedication to the Lord. Today we celebrate the complete surrender the Blessed Virgin makes to God's plans for the salvation of mankind. In the light of her total commitment, which implies the state of virginity, Our Lady will later say to the Archangel Gabriel, I know not man. In this way, she tactfully reveals an entire history of fidelity to God that takes place deep within her soul. Mary already personifies the fulfillment of the New Testament affirmation of virginity's superiority of state over marriage. Its higher vocation in no way lessens the sanctity of marriage, which Christ himself raised to the dignity of a sacrament. Let us ask our Lady's help today in living our own dedication to the full in whatever state God has placed us in accordance with a specific vocation we have received from the Lord. In the words of Saint Jose Maria Escrivá, Talk with our Lady and tell her trustingly, O Mary, in order to live the ideal which God has set in my heart, I need to fly very high. Ever so high. It is not sufficient to detach yourself, with God's help, from the things of this world, recognizing them as the merest clay. More is needed. Even if you were to put the whole universe in a pile under your feet to get closer to heaven, it would not suffice. You have to fly, without the support of anything here on earth, relying on the voice and the inspiration of the Spirit. And you will tell me, but my wings are stained and smeared with the clinging mud of many years. And I repeat, turn to Our Lady. Mary, you should say to her again, I can hardly get off the ground. The earth draws me like an accursed magnet. Mary, you can make my soul take off on that glorious and definitive flight which has as its destination the very heart of God. Trust in her, for she is listening to you. Part 2. Our Full Dedication and Correspondence with Grace The intimate relationship which the Blessed Virgin has with the Lord far surpasses that of all God's creatures. She is the one who receives the maximum donation of divine love, since she is truly full of grace. Mary never denies our Lord anything. Her correspondence with the graces and motions of the Holy Spirit is always complete. Mary stands out among all other human beings throughout history as exemplar for our imitation. From her, we can learn to give ourselves generously in service to the Lord. Like her, we strive to make the most of our talents in the state and vocation to which God has called us, in the specific task with which we have been entrusted in the world. St. Ambrose points to the Mother of God as our model. Mary lives in such a way that her life itself is a lesson for everyone. He concludes, Represent before your mind's eye the virginal life of the Blessed Virgin, in whom is reflected, as in a mirror, the luster, purity, and energy of virtue itself. Only in our Lord does the virtue of charity not admit the possibility of any increase, since he enjoys the absolute fruition of divine strength from even before the Incarnation. Furthermore, the Second Council of Constantinople teaches that it is false to say Jesus Christ made progress in virtue through good works. Mary, on the contrary, grows increasingly in holiness during the course of her earthly life. Our Blessed Mother corresponds in a consistent way with the motions of God, and thus grows continually in sanctity. From the beginning of her life, she is filled with the fullness of God's supernatural gifts. Her plenitude of divine life progressively expands to the degree in which she is quick in corresponding with the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Mary's union with God intensifies as the great events of her life unfold the incarnation of her Son, her co-redemption with Him on Calvary, and her assumption into heaven. The lives of all the saints develop incrementally in similar fashion. The closer they draw to the Lord, the more docile they become to the graces they receive, and the more surely they advance in union with Jesus. Uniformly, accelerated movement is a symbol of the spiritual development of the virtue of charity in someone who avoids backsliding, The more steadily a person makes progress in union with Jesus, the stronger becomes the attraction of the soul toward him. Since Christ calls each one of us to the fullness of holiness, no matter what our particular state or circumstances in life may be, it is God's will that our own lives unfold in similar fashion. As we correspond with the graces the Lord grants us with increasing faithfulness, the joys and sorrows of life will turn into so many more occasions for our greater union with Christ. Moments of triumph and of trial alike provide everyday opportunities for showing the Lord our love for Him. The Blessed Virgin's example invites us to cast aside all earthly attachments in our struggle to please Jesus. May nothing remain in our hearts that does not entirely lead us to give glory to God. Again from St. Jose Maria, Lord, take away my pride, crush my self-love, my desire to affirm myself and impose myself on others. Make the foundation of my personality my identification with you. May I live a little more closely to you with each passing day. Give me that never ending thirst of the saints to grow more and more in your love. Part 3 Renewing our dedication through following the example of the Blessed Virgin. Our Lady was moved by a special grace of the Holy Spirit to commit her entire life to God. Perhaps she made the decision just as she reached the age of reason, a milestone in any life, and a moment that must have been particularly significant for a person as full of grace as Mary was. Maybe the Blessed Virgin never made a formal declaration of her commitment to God, but was simply accustomed from the beginning of her life to living her dedication in a natural way. St. Alphonsus Liguori affirms, "...the child Mary is well aware that complete oblations alone are acceptable before the Most High." In conformity with the divine precept, hearts that are divided do not please him. You shall love the Lord your God with your whole heart, your whole soul, and with your whole strength. From the beginning of her life, the Blessed Mother strives to love God with all her strength and is entirely given over to his service. Mary was always the handmaid of the Lord. Her surrender continued to blossom and reached a renewed fullness through the circumstances and events of her life. Today is a good opportunity, as every day is, to renew our own dedication to the Lord in the midst of our daily duties, in the specific situation in which God has placed us. Every advance in our union with God necessarily entails more frequent recourse to the Holy Spirit, who is the divine guest of our soul. Our Lady's docility to the Holy Spirit, as we have seen, grows throughout her life. To petition a similar grace from God, St. Jose Maria composed the following prayer for personal devotion. Come, Holy Spirit, enlighten my understanding to know your commandments. Strengthen my heart against the snares of the enemy. Inflame my will. I hear your voice and do not want to harden my heart and resist saying, Later, tomorrow, nuns koepe, now I begin. Now, since tomorrow may never come. O Spirit of truth and wisdom, spirit of understanding and counsel, spirit of joy and peace. I fully accept whatever you desire for me, in the way and at the time that you do, simply because you so want it. Let us ask Our Lady today, that there may be many who, as our mother Mary did from the time of her youth, follow the inspirations of the Holy Spirit and give their lives entirely over to the Lord's service.
0: In Conversation with God is based on a seven book series of the same name and is produced by Relevant Radio in an exclusive partnership with Scepter Publishers. For more information or to order your own copy of the book, log on to scepterpublishers.org. Scepter is spelled S-C-E-P-T-E-R. That's ScepterPublishers.org. This podcast is protected under U.S. copyright laws and is made possible through the generous support of our listeners. To donate, click the Give button on this app right now or visit RelevantRadio.com. Be sure to join us again tomorrow as we continue the conversation.